Why, hello there, and welcome back to even more news, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. That's right. Oh, it's so true. That's your name. That's the name of the podcast. That's what they say about the podcast. That's what they say about my name. Hi, I'm Cody. Cody. Mm -hmm. You are Cody Johnson. Johnson. Joining us today for the first time, uh, I'm thrilled, is Some More News' associate producer, Quincy Tucker, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! The crowd Nice to see and meet you all. Oh, I love it. I love it. We we need a button. We gotta figure out a way to get you guys a crowd button. There's no way Cody needs. We need a soundboard. Like we gotta get the app. Oh, here goes Jonathan. He's doing it. He's pulling it it up. Yeah. (laughs) Who's gonna do it first? Him or Cody? There no, it is. I was just Cody very got quiet. you beat. Nah, nah, under, nah. Uh, just under the beat. under the wire. You know, I I appreciate you pulling out the but app. The important thing is that we're we should get a real soundboard. I think you're right. We're deep enough into this show yes. where we deserve one. We deserve thirty one. or forty episodes at least. Yeah, I think so. Real quick, before we get into all of it, gotta shout out this Ooh, holiday. Gotta. There's no way I wouldn't. March third. National If Pets Had Thumbs Day. Get out of here. No. What? No. Quote. I like Go it. Go on. While pets bring unconditional love and joy to our lives, not having opposable thumbs can present some limitations. On March 3rd, National If Pets Had Thumbs Day, we are given the opportunity to imagine what life would be like if our fuzzy little friends had that extra digit. Would they use it for good or evil? Look, listen here. I'm, this is a fun like have, SAT prompt. Go ahead. On March 3rd, National <laughs> Pets Had Thumbs Day, we're given the opportunity to imagine what life would be like if our fuzzy little friends had that extra digit. We have that opportunity every <laughs> single second of every single day because we have been gifted with the magic of imagination. I don't and yet need we a choose day. not to exercise that option because why? I do it every day. You That's do. That's why I'm so exasperated with this. I was like, I actually imagine if pets had thumbs every huh. single day and I don't need a day. I'm I celebrate year round. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me, but we've known each other a long time and I did not know that. So. So you just haven't been reading my letters. Oh, that's what those describe in great detail. Yeah. If pets had thumbs. Oh, right. It all makes sense. Did you create this holiday? (laughs) I've been wasting postage. Yes, you have. What a waste of a stamps.com account. Would you use would Sorry. would they use their thumbs for good or evil? Oh yeah, we haven't answered the question. <laughs> Have you come to a conclusion? They're pure. I mean, a little bit of both. Also, it's like how do you how do you know how well, it depends on how you define good and evil. Yeah. Uh what is their perception of good and evil? They have different, you know, one could say cultures. They're animals. They've got uh, you know, millions of uh yeah. millions of years of evolution behind them that uh make their view of so, the world and different than also, ours. Also, there's this um, is a little vague. So, okay, point taken, Cody. Very good. What is good or evil? Will they try to kill that bird? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet they would use their thumb to try to kill that bird Mm -hmm. a little faster. Mm -hmm. But some of our pets don't have paws. So what, like, are fish going to have thumbs mm-hmm. too? That's not a... Yeah, they'll get that thumb. Not a territory I want to go read into. Read my letters. Okay, Katie, okay, okay. Like, it's, this is all, this is all <laughs> described in great detail. I wish my dog had thumbs. Because every time she eats, she just moves all of the food <laughs> yeah, out yeah, the way. Yeah. And it's all on the ground. And then when she drinks water, it's water all on the ground. So if she had thumbs, maybe, just maybe, she would clean it up. Unless she's one of those evil dogs that Cody was yep. telling us about. And she only doesn't do anything. She's evil. Because if you ain't cleaning up after yourself, you're evil, right? Well, well, maybe to culturally, them, it's not necessarily evil. Exactly, like they they just think that that that's the way it I mean, is. We're not going to clean up. It's so our Western judgment. We're, we're bringing a lot. We're bringing a lot of human centric judgment to this question, um, which again, it's all in the letters. I'm like, Katie, just like open one of them. It's the same letter every single day. Every day. Do it. you have my actual yeah. address? Uh. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move yes, on. It's <laughs> yeah, share my address <laughs> right now. <laughs> Quincy, hello. I hey. just have to acknowledge that you have been a dynamite addition to our team. And we are thrilled to finally have you on the show so that everybody can get to know you like we know you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I guess I can tell a little bit yeah. about myself, right? Yeah. Like, 
stand up and this is your to time <laughs> to share. <laughs> well, I'll be brief. Um, I'm from Detroit, born and raised. Uh, I've been living out in Los Angeles for three years now, going on four years. Moved from the East Coast. I was working for the Maury Show, worked for WWE. I worked for Jerry Springer, done a lot of little one-offs. And yeah, for the past few years, just been making it happen over in the Sunshine mm-hmm. State because it's freezing in Detroit right yeah. now. And I couldn't imagine living mm-hmm. anywhere cold in the wintertime. Like what human wakes up and say, hey, I'm going to live in the cold for six oh, months boy. out of the year and complain about it for six <laughs> months out of the year. But I'm going to still choose to live there. I don't know. I'm not that guy. That's why I'm Yeah, here. you're a doer. You see a problem, you change it. You take, mm-hmm. you take control of the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely exactly what I did. I don't like the cold. Fucking out of here. Get on out of there. Scram. It dropped into the 40s here sure a few did. weeks ago. That's right. It wasn't too bad, though. I can't lie. I like pulling nice. out. Yeah, you, I enjoyed it just a little bit. As long as it's... 40 and up. It's pleasant. Me and Cody have that in common because we're both Midwest kids. And we're supposed mm-hmm. to be like sworn enemies because he's from Ohio <laughs> and I'm from Michigan. And deep down inside, we really are, but oh, not yeah. at the there's, same no, time. There's a fire, fiery rage, absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> we dampen it with uh, yeah, civility. It, it, it All it does is add to the show. You know, mm-hmm. that tension really... Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's important, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't, I can't, I can't do the cold. I can't at all. 40 degrees here, and I'm like, oh, we're snow jacket. Well, your heaven is like a hot rock, sure right? In the desert. It really like is. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. With a sun hat, so that I can keep the sun damaged. But, you okay. know, like, absolutely, I'm a bit of a lizard. Oh, man. With thumbs. I didn't say that. No, you didn't, but it was mm-hmm. implied. That's one thing I don't have to worry about. I can just sit in the sun and Oh, bathe. sure. I ain't got to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my bad. I don't, I don't mean to show it off, you know. No, a it's bit okay. I, helps me out here. I mean, it sure <laughs> does. I, I definitely um, genetically was not supposed to be predisposed to loving laying in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I still got black friends who think that I should wear sunscreen and I just don't listen to them. Oh, I can't speak to that. I mean, maybe you should. Maybe it's your life. <laughs> um, I don't wear sunscreen either. How are you doing, though? Good, Cody. But only only because I'm, like, lazy. Because you're lazy? You just don't go outside. Yeah. Well, that's part of it, right? It's part of laziness. You don't gotta get His up. entire windows are blacked out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's for reasons. That's for sound For reasons. shooting, I know, but it, you're not shooting right now. It sounds I can, for sound. I can see the daylight peeking the out around the corner. There's sound curtains. They just happen to also. Yeah. This is great audio room. content. Mm-hmm. Quincy, how are you doing? I know that you've yes. been going through a lot and we wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about it, how you're feeling right now. I know. Yeah. So before we even got on this call, I had mentioned that recently my great grandma had passed and she's 95 years old. And it's weird, right? Because some person who lives 95 years old, and I feel this way, that is like you lived your, you lived a great life, right? So I shouldn't feel down. But I'm still a little bit hurt because I got a daughter yeah. now, and I wanted my daughter to have, meet her, her great-great-grandma, even though she's not coherent. Neither one of them would be coherent enough to be like, I remember this moment. Sure. But nevertheless, it's in my mind, and it would have made me feel better. But I can't lie, just sitting on here talking with you guys for the last 10 minutes made me feel a lot better. I'm good. I feel okay. I was going to say great, uh, but that would yeah. be mine. So I'll just say I feel okay. okay. okay <laughs> well, I'm glad yeah. that sitting here is a good distraction. But I, I, when you shared that, it just – so many people have lost so, lost important members of their family during this time you know, or, or haven't been able to see them. So I imagine over the past couple of years was not an appropriate time for you to go see your great-great-grandmother and have – your exactly. brand new daughter meet her and it's just such a like gutting aspect of what we've all been through this time apart but she did have a long time and you you know yeah. and like I, I you know I, I people on the show know that I've had a, some loss and it's always hard but it's hard because they were important to you because they were special because you love them and that is beautiful and your yeah. daughter will know her through you. Definitely. I mean, bright side, we all look just alike. And for me, I'm like, well, okay, if she lived to be 95. I did see a picture. She did look like, yeah, man, mm. you oh, got yeah. some good we genetics. Just alike. But 
she lived 95, that means I can possibly live to be 95 if that's something I want to do. I can't imagine the world to be a place I want to see 95 years from now. I mean, you like to think it would be, but I don't know, man. The way the world is going, it's actually like unfathomable what the world may be in what? 2080 because i think that's would be the year for me yeah those I are the mean, simulation years that's when we go in, yeah. that's when we go into computers i mean we'll get i i think <laughs> that we'll be coming back around to that throughout this episode and in general i mean yeah what is the future what do we have i mean things are dramatically changing as we speak and continue to and we'll talk about climate change and the state of the world it, it is hard to wrap our mind around but before we started recording and what you just said a moment ago about how you're you're good. Maybe not great, but you're good. And before we started, you said, it's hard to keep me down. I'm a positive person. Maybe that's not exactly what you said. Something to that effect. And um, that's what we love about you. <laughs> like, you, you just, you got an unstoppable spirit, you. man. This is going off the rails. <laughs> no, it's on the rails. I appreciate you. Sh- yeah, I really I'm appreciate you sharing side. that with us, though. You know, and we're, we appreciate definitely, you being definitely. here, even though you're going through so much. Everybody got to be transparent. You don't have to be, I mean, but it's good when people are transparent so that they know that they're not the only ones going through certain yeah. things. So I'm big on that. Yeah. All right. I think it's time for us to talk about some news. Fun Cody fact. I'm actually 78 years old. What's my secret? Stamps.com. You see, friends, by using Stamps.com to skip the trip to the post office, I saved so much time that I have defeated the very idea of time. No longer am I bound to your human temporal limitations. And if you own a small or large business, you too can strip off your fleshy shackles and join me in the forever realm. Because Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services right from your home computer. All you need is a printer and a willingness to cast off into the void of the eternal. Did I mention that you get discounts on both USPS and UPS rates? That's also very useful. Check out the service that has been vital for over 1 million businesses with stamps.com. Print postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Reject your human confines. Drink from the cup of everlasting bliss. Or more specifically, you can sign up with promo code more news for a special offer that includes a four week trial, free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code more news and then become everything. Stampwise. Sadly, the human race has yet to ascend consciousness into cyberspace like in the hit movie The Lawnmower Man. That means we must continue to rely on our flawed and clumsy flesh shells until the foreseeable future. What do we even do with all of these holes? Well, let me tell you, Jack, Raycon has at least two of those holes covered. Their everyday earbuds are designed to look, feel, and sound better than ever, not to mention that they will stay snug in your holes no matter how much your primitive form shakes about. And with eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, you can keep them in your feeble holes for as long as you'd like. So give your holes the earbuds that not only sound great, but are half the price of other premium audio brands. Right now, your holes can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash some news. Find out why they have over 48,000 five-star reviews and go to buyraycon.com slash some news to save 15% on Raycons. Again, for the holes in the back, that's buyraycon.com slash some news. For the time between now and when humankind rises into our digital form where we can do anything we want and make as many holes as we want, which we will. So we are going to start the episode today talking about obviously the biggest story in the world right now, uh, and that is the ongoing war in Ukraine. I don't even, I honestly don't even know where to begin. There's just so much that's changing so fast. Uh, As of this recording, there was an announcement that Ukraine and Russia had agreed uh, during the second set of talks to open uh, a corridor for uh, civilians to evacuate through. um, And that 
seems to be true. Uh, but also at the same time, there are stories of, you know, talks between uh, Emmanuel Macron and Putin and his warnings of it's about to get much worse. And the obvious fact that while Putin and his army are much larger, than Ukraine, they are not having the same the the instant success that they maybe anticipated, and are ratcheting up a bunch of different ways of uh, achieving their goals. And even after the first set of peace talks, peace talks, quote unquote, negotiations, initially it was reported that Putin had agreed to not target civilian locations, and yet that's exactly what's been happening in in more and more numbers. So. Hard to say what is going to happen from that. Again, everything changes so quickly. I wasn't here last week to talk about this. Boy, I am having a hard time with it. I, it's all I can think about, uh, you know, reading these reports and these stories. Uh, and I'm sure all of you are as well. And it's hard. Uh, even over the past week, I've you start to see the attention turn away from it in quite as it's not that it, we aren't all paying attention but that i see less people sharing uh more back to normal posts on social media and it makes me feel i don't know the whole thing makes me sick and i don't think i think i'm preaching to the choir here right now yeah. gosh there's lots to talk about let's start with um quincy you'd brought this up and i think it's a really good thing to bring up when we talk about this story and and these are the reports of how african yeah. um african students and 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 other immigrants in ukraine are being turned away uh as they try to leave the country um you know not just african but in general non-white refugees mm -hmm. and lots of videos around social media of them being targeted you know ex kicked off the bus or not being allowed entry into into other into poland for example and yeah. it's awful to watch disheartening but it's the reality of the world right <laughs> people want to act like racism and prejudice don't exist but there you have it alive and well and i mean to even further the point of when, and I know we all seen the videos all at the same time of people being kicked off trains or whatever. A lot of people came at the situation like, well, is this real? You know, we need to hear mm -hmm. more backstory, more information or whatever. And it's like, I can understand that to a certain extent, but for some people, they're not needing more information because they want to hear about it. They want more information because they want right, to say that it's right. fake. They want to say right. that people are race baiting. How can, why is this a thing? And it's like, no, these are real students, real accounts, real people going through this. So it's like, there's no way you can say it or make it seem like it's not real, but right. you'll have people doing well, that. Well, I think it's it's so complicated to talk about. I mean, it is and it isn't, but like, especially when everything is so intense and emotions are so high, it's hard to parse it out um, and talk about it appropriately because, yeah, it's undeniable racism is alive and well, especially in Eastern Europe, you know, and a lot of this doesn't necessarily okay. have to do with Ukrainians or the people that are fleeing this war-torn area. It also has to do with the border guards in Poland who are letting people across the border. Um, you know, I'm sure it does have to do with Ukraine. Ukraine has a deep history, problematic history uh, in terms of race, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's indicative of the entirety of Ukraine today or its citizens or what those people are that are trying to leave this this terrible situation. Also, they're being invaded. And so that doesn't disqualify the fact that this is a crimes against humanity are being committed. Um, and we don't all of a sudden say, oh, fuck Ukraine. They're racist. You know, it's it's both things can be true. And then it's even crazier because it's like you have these people who are being racist and whatnot. But and then you'll have like, like I've seen black people at the same, like I've seen some black people be like, well, okay, why are we, why are we back in Ukraine if they're going to act like this? Right. But, and then I also see people coming around and being like, no, we, this is a time we all need to join together, you right. know? And I think random, like the most hoodest dude ever, like, yo, we need to go get our gangs. We need to go get our guns and go over there and help these people out. So it's like, it goes both yeah. ways. And me personally, I don't want to, I don't want to see things like that or see racism or people being prejudiced and that deterred me from 
wanting the greater good, wanting a greater outcome of the whole Ukraine situation. I don't know let it affect me that way, but I, it's always on my radar, of, of course. Of course it is. Oh, and uh, lastly, I just wanted to, to mention, too, the side racism that other people end up going through. Like one of the um, journalists, the Ukrainian journalists, they were like, these are not refugees we are used to. These are Europeans. Mm -hmm. These people mm -hmm. are intelligent. They are educated people. So it's like, even when people aren't going through the blatant racism of, hey, these you can't get on this train, only Ukrainian people. They're still got to go through it with like, oh, when they're crossing the borders of like, you're yep. black, you might be. I don't, I don't know how I should take you right now. Are you a refugee of European descent mm -hmm. or are you a refugee of Africa and you're here to steal things and all this other stuff? And it's like, people shouldn't have to deal with that. I, I think it's like, it's very, I think we want so much for there to be, I think we want things to be simple. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, Russia's the mm. bad guys and Ukraine's the good guys. But then that doesn't square with our thing of like, well, Ukrainian border guards might have done a bad thing, but like, no, both things can be true. Ukrainian border guards could have done something they shouldn't have done, and Russia should not have invaded Ukraine, and there's no, like, disparity in holding both of those things up. But I think we're in this media landscape where right now it's like people are buying, like, Ukrainian flags left and right, and, like, good, I'm glad we're, like, supporting Ukraine, I'm glad we're donating to humanitarian efforts and stuff like that, but, like, we have to keep an eye out for like truth and that bad things are happening and that it's not always, mm -hmm. it's not just like mm -hmm. Putin doing all of them to everyone. And that's the simple answer. Right. They have, you know, they've got like far right extremist groups like fighting there. And like, there are all these like situations like war sucks and war is bad. Um, and usually uh, both, both sides of war are going to do some uh, horrific things things and um yeah i was gonna say that's okay it's this not okay but like that's like it's how it is it's okay to acknowledge that and to yeah um, i don't know we, we we've got such a a culture of like john like you were saying like good team bad team good guys bad guys my team their team um and it uh we'll talk about this a little later but like just all the the forceful like the standing of certain presidents and and these figures like well there it's all is it is is this how we we watch war is it like this sort of like tv show that we're kind of like trying to navigate and uh i don't know it's yeah well honestly it's like trump made his people go so far left in a time where everybody should be coming together people are still bickering about well I, why did joe make this decision or why are the left doing these things and it's like when the whole 9 11 thing happened all of that shit dropped to the ground and everybody was like now nah, we gotta come together figure it out where it's like now with everything going on mm -hmm. they still figuring out ways to make it a left and right problem and it's like if we're talking about russia it shouldn't be left or right it should be one problem, that's it. But it's still so many other yeah. things to go into the situation. Oh yeah, yeah. we will never uh, come together again <laughs> for any 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 cause. Not Whether even on something that should yeah. be clearly obvious. Yeah, or resisting something that's clearly obvious. Like yeah, like you could even tell once once the invasion happened like a week ago, there were so many people who were like, "I'm gonna wait until I know what." the my mm -hmm. senator says before mm -hmm. i know what to think about this and it's like well no this is an invasion people are dying needlessly this is bad have an opinion <laughs> you shouldn't have to search for one but like a bunch of republicans were like yeah are like are we on putin's side now we don't know <laughs> like they're mm -hmm. all confused yeah, they don't know yet well especially because donald trump is up there yeah speaking to some of the things that you said earlier quincy that i think are important we did talk about on worst year ever uh, a bunch but it's worth talking about here a little bit as well. Yeah, there's a real distinct difference in the way we talk about this refugee crisis versus others and uh, how we look at the racism inherent in the media coverage of it. And like, these are white refugees. They don't look like other refugees. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is that? You mm -hmm. know, like if that's not a glaringly obvious problem, I don't know what is. There are refugees all over the world. There are people dying unjustly at the hands of tyrannical governments everywhere you but know Katie, these these these, but these ones are clean. netflix accounts yeah and twitter accounts mm -hmm. and it is so important 
to be calling out all of it while also acknowledging this terrible shit that's happening that needs our attention. And also, yes, to the memification, to the polarization of sides, we're all championing Zelensky and he's a president and he's doing a good job right now using media and not running like a coward. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. Not running like a lot of people would do, uh, which like I probably would do in that situation if I'm honest. I don't know. I, I can't imagine. It's hard. But there's still people and governments and making choices that are a risk calculation with people's lives. And um, it's not a movie. A few other things I wanted to bring up before we move on to other other um, topics. There's just so much going on, stuff to watch for. Um, I wanted to mention um, the thermobaric vacuum bombs. I first heard about this actually today. And horrified me and I hadn't known about it. Um, And this is something to watch out for. I guess Ukraine's ambassador uh, to the US and the UK has says that they're already being used, but this hasn't been verified. This is a new type of nuclear weapon that hasn't been used on a battlefield before, but is certainly at play potentially, which essentially like, I don't know exactly how they work, but it's like mass suffocation event for people. Yeah, I think I've seen it in a movie before. Something about some crazy bomb, it lands and like sucks all of the air and then it like explodes with all of the air. That Sounds it real sci-fi. Out of, I don't know. And I, I just wanted to to mention this because, you know, Twitter is aflame with the idea of nuclear war or, um, you know, we're staying out of this because we don't want World War Three. All of that fair. I'm not <laughs> saying otherwise, but on a... I think that you're th- a lot of people, myself included, were thinking about the nuclear threat in terms of, of something international or, you know, like what we've seen in the past instead of um, this, which is horrifying in a different yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, you can have horrifying bombs that aren't necessarily nuclear bombs. Um, no, but it's not like is... a nuclear device, um, but it's a, it's a devastating uh thing so my question is like when you find out things like this and not just you guys like the our government or whatever but the question is posed to you all three of you as a matter of fact because i've been asked the question multiple times over the last week what do you guys think that our country or any country should do to make it better like is obviously everybody's doing sanctions right now but is that enough do you think it's enough hmm and I mean, I'm, be, be honest here. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, my, I'll let my Cody go first. I have some thoughts, but go. Usually is uh, tends to be um, don't join a war <laughs> and do more war. Um, yeah. And uh, I think like sanctions and stuff, I think uh, if they're targeted, like targeting like oligarchs and like taking their yachts and things, which I think is uh, in effect. I, but mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes I think sanctions will really uh, harm like civilians that aren't yeah. like they're not involved in the war they just ha- they are just there uh like you know yep. they're like certain sanctions can uh hurt people who are like protesting the war um because they live mm-hmm. there oh I, I mean it's devastating for the people in russia yeah for the average citizens and also i just think if we're going to provide anything um we should provide uh medical care and like aid um i think uh, that's like, I don't know. I, I'm. You still have to get our people in there into a zone, and then our people get attacked. Then we're implicated to maybe in. Yeah, defend? it's it's just you like you know, like what's our responsibility? Like everything opens up like a can we, of worms. We send, you know, we're sending weapons, right? And we trained. We've been training their military up until the last week. We had people in there over the last many years training and equipping their government um, in anticipation for something like this. Yeah. And I just I think we have America has a history of training and uh, funding uh, the weapons of. uh, Yeah. A lot of people abroad and it never turns out well. Um, There's a there's a a series of things that we tend to do that always seems to. Uh, bite the rest of the world in the ass later down the line and uh, we never seem to not do those things so but but right now we're trying not to do some of those things but if russia wins and installs a pro-putin government this isn't the end of the conflict there's going to be insurgencies that we fund that we aid 
um, until causing chaos and it won't stop. Mm. It won't stop like that. So it'll just become a different kind of conflict. So what is it that we're signing up mm. for? Um, what is our response? I mean, it is a complicated thing to answer. And I, I, and I feel hesitant to give a full answer because I don't, I don't have, I don't have it. Um, it is hard to watch this going on and to be like the whole world is sitting here watching this happen. And does it stop there? Putin's already talked about like, oh, okay, if you include this place with NATO, then mm -hmm. this is a threat. If you do anything, this is a threat. And 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 it opens up to like, I understand that there's this nuclear standoff, this whole idea of de-escalization de because we've both got nukes pointed at each other. Well, <laughs> we've got that, but we're still a letting crimes against humanity, unfathomable amount of people die. I, I don't, I don't know what this world order is. I don't, I don't know how you navigate it. I don't know if we sh should have a NATO, a NATO coming in and, and defending because it's, it's, I don't, I mean, that's a, that's, that's, I'm not the person the to answer, war, but it's though, right? Like if NATO that's gets, the world like, war i know i know but like if we come in then nato's looped in you know it's well, like, right. that, that's i guess that's you see it sort of why like i don't like what why we haven't mm -hmm. and why we probably won't i think not having an answer is valid answer that's okay because not everybody has the answer you know and i think it's gonna change so another thing i've just been like listening and reading everything i can it's a conversation of how long can we truly there are people saying like how long can we watch um, what is the calculation? What's the tipping point where all of a sudden we do get involved? Is it the continued civilian casualties, which I mean, I don't know if he's going yeah. to ramp it up or if he's actually going to honor this corridor. Like it's as of right now, I have to assume that we won't get involved. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How long have we, you know, sold Saudi Arabia weapons uh, they use in, mm -hmm. in Yemen? Like there's like, you know, we I know. And it's not fair. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like there's so many situations like this where it's like, well, but what else do we? I don't know. I'm... I know. But it, and then and I, I know what I'm about to say doesn't negate that because I can I agree with you completely. But then there's also the reality that this is a different situation. And Putin is a different kind of threat to Europe, to the world. <laughs> And what his actual goals are and what he's willing to do. So like point well taken. Yes, I agree with all of that. Also, this person is an irrational actor. And what do we do about that? Um, and again, I don't have the answers and I'm not disagreeing with you. So everybody back off. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, because like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, he's not a rational actor, but is it rational to do the things that we've done? Is it rational to continue to, you know, like... What do you mean by rationality? No, it's um, not. But I'm talking about Putin and how we handle him, like I, I, versus other leaders and what they're th what they're threatening. Does that make sense? You know, I. I no, I know. I'm not I, saying I, that. I, I know we're good guys. Um, I, I, I know. I, know. Uh, I just, I, I'm just like. <laughs> I just don't know I, how you I, handle it. Uh, have never thought that we should get involved in. Uh, things and it just always leads to perpetuating violence <laughs> but it is a, a calculation of when do you get involved we were didn't get involved with world war ii for a really long time i mean my stance on it is like at the end of the day a problem today is a problem today that you don't fix is gonna be a problem tomorrow so it's like regardless of what like like yeah. who's been an issue for us for like 22 years and not just us but people in europe people in russia people in asia he's an issue so in order to get rid of the issue, I don't want nobody to just like kill the guy or snipe the guy or anything like that. But I'm all for like wow. uh, a capturing or something because not only <laughs> did he start a war, so that's a that's a war crime right there. Like he's already we know he's committed crimes that he should spend the rest of his life in jail for. So to pity pat around this idea that we sh what we should or shouldn't do is like no, what we should do is capture this guy throw him in jail, and then figure out everything afterwards. But if we're not doing that, then what are we really all this to what? Well, because then we try to capture, we try to capture him. We're now involved in the war and we're at world war, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, but hey, we might be doing the Russians a favor. I try to think of a like solution. And of course, I don't have one. And so like the, my, the only solution that like works involves like John Wick. Mm. That's the only yeah, like, yeah. solution that that it's... works for most people. I'm I'm with Cody in that it's like, Whatever is the thing that will lead to the least amount of war yeah. and the least amount of suffering is what we should do. Just like whatever that is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. And the 
yeah, like the sanctions have the potential to lead to a lot of pain among the Russian people. I guess the idea is that it causes them enough pain that they rise up and overthrow Putin. Great, mm-hmm. but I I don't know that we. Have... I guess, but his approval's pretty st- strong there. Like they like Putin, as far as we can tell. Uh, I mean, this war is not popular there, though. Also, like how fucked up and cruel is that way of thinking? Like if we fucking if we fucking like oh we're gonna do this to them and then they'll like realize that. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a. Also, I need to interject something that I don't have it in front of me, but <laughs> fucking cryptocurrency is not banned so a lot of these oligarchs and the rich people are using crypto and there's a world where that is just completely undermining at least in terms of the people we most want it to affect you know not the everyday people that now don't have access to food or gas and you know can't get on russian TV is, you know everything that are actually feeling the impacts of the sanctions now i don't Again, I don't have it in front of me, but look into that. It's a thing to watch. I don't know. That might do the opposite for me. If I'm a citizen in your country and you telling me, like, if I'm a citizen in Russia, right, and now I can't go to the store and get some food because all of these countries around me are no longer giving me food, am I going to be more mad at Putin or more mad at the countries putting the sanctions on? Right, right. Well, especially when they've been propagandized to believe that everything Putin is doing. is like I I mean, I think that a lot of people don't believe that Putin uh, kills his opponents. Uh, A lot of people believe the... False flags believe the the thing because compared to uh, their life before Putin, I mean, under Boris Yeltsin, it was not good. And Putin has brought them into modernity a little bit. There's food. People have more money and income. Their their quality of life has improved over the last 20 years. That's a fact. For a lot of Russians, not that everybody loves him, but it's it's part of why his approval rating is good, at least as far as we know, because Mm. also can we Mm. trust any information? (laughs) Exactly. Like, that's my thing. Are they scared? Like, do they do we know whether or not they really like Russia or is it like everything out of fear? Like, have you talked to any Russians uh, lately or not just like ask them? Um, I've been listening to stuff and reading things, and I think there's a varied opinion. There's, of course, huge protest movements up- erupting there, so you can't speak general- generally. But yes, as terms of what his approval ratings before this conflict, especially, they would say that they're up in the 80s. Other people would say it's more like 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. Still strong compared to what we have mm-hmm. for any president in here. Um, and yeah, I do know anecdotally people... Uh, I have I have uh, friends with with parents who are Russian and you know or live in Russia still and uh, I mean one of them was like yeah, yeah pro Putin really you know and like so yeah it's both yeah, I mean they just have a they have a robust propaganda machine there it would be like yeah if the exactly United States only had Fox News then Trump exactly would probably have been mm-hmm. in the 70s and exactly. 80s in popularity because there's no other option so like yeah uh I, you know this war at least does not appear to be popular with your your John Q Russian I don't mm-hmm. know what the, the, I don't know why I said that it doesn't appear popular but, with just yeah. no, that's his name. Russian that's, that's um, the guy's, so, that's the one guy's name yeah, yeah uh-huh. with John Q Russian and so like you know Putin's got an issue on his hand winning that information battle at home but is it enough to be like oh our sanctions are going to make everyone rise up overthrow him and then uh probably you know, not John, John Q know. American <laughs> starts leading mm-hmm. John Ooh, Q that's the other guy's name. leads yeah. Russia like you know <laughs> I was going to say, I went to the park on Saturday and um, it was a lady sitting there and I heard that she had an accent. So I'm like, hey, where are you from? Getting to know or whatever. And she said she was actually from Russia. And of course, me being me, I'm going to ask her, so what do you think should happen, right? And she's like, I think she should kill the fucker. Like, mm-hmm. just just like that. She has family over in Russia. She said her family don't like him either. Yeah. So it, every time I meet somebody who I feel like they got an accent, I'm always just trying to ask and see, like, where where's your headset on it? But you got, like, you're probably right. Yeah. This probably is a portion or section of Russians who back Putin, but and then I think at the same time, it's people who probably back him because they're scared of being killed, you know? They just right. impose, impose like some, um, I think you get 20 years if you give uh, money. Mm-hmm. If, you're in, if you're in Russia and give Ukrainians money, I think it's 20 years or God. something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, it's why I think it's important to like even push back on like how we talk about this 
a lot uh especially in america we're like yeah the russians this the russians this uh, the ukrainians this that's right they're not a monolith like that's uh, not a helpful way to talk right. about a nation of people um we like you can see the protests against this you can talk to like you're saying like yeah this person wants the him to get fucking shot in the head or whatever uh whereas these people uh support him and there's going to be a lot of people in between too and we you know no one who talks like that i think would uh appreciate it like you know when they go abroad like oh americans and this like well i'm an individual who doesn't agree like when trump was the president you don't want people to lump everybody in like all oh, the americans and their trump guys like, well right. no that's like we everyone everybody is different uh no nation is going to have like mm -hmm. a monolith of of people who are like, yeah, you can where you can talk about them in that way. I think it's really important to highlight. I mean, it's again, it, it's kind of the through line of this episode when we're talking about Ukrainians and this conversation of racism, as well as when we talk about Russia, Putin is not Russia or Russian right. citizens. And they are a, a country filled with people with different opinions oh no i mean yeah i just i agree i think we and i see a lot uh, again especially like in in you know when um these big events happen when something like major is going on some uh massive tragedy or something like this that is a compounding tragedy where you know a lot of the a lot of the, just like the punditry will like like we've talked about here and on worst year ever the mask sort of like slip not it doesn't mean slip they just like gleefully take it off and they're like well these are uh white civilized people therefore this is like th the first war that i care about and stuff like that um and you see a lot of the you know that sort of talking like oh, the Ru all the russians are are so guilty it's like what do you mean the russians like do you mean like a specific person or just like the russians it's very like weird like mm -hmm. cold war kind of like way of talking about these uh these really complicated conflicts yeah and it's heartbreaking for them too this is heartbreaking cody like to agreeing with what you're saying not telling you cody like the how this affects you know citizens everyday lives there in russia but how about the soldiers who are largely young it's a conscription it's not like you get to you have to People get conscripted into the service and military in Russia, and it's young. There's that text message. We read it out loud on Worst Year Ever, so we won't do it now, but that text message thread from the Russian soldier saying, Mama, I'm in Ukraine. They told us that they would be happy to see us, but they're calling us fascists. They're throwing their bodies underneath our trucks to stop us from coming. Mama, I'm afraid. I want to kill myself. I mean, that's, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's... It's tragic. It's going to sound flip, and I don't mean it like that, but, like, that's war, right? Like, that's, you know, and, like, America, like, we don't have, like, a draft I know. or anything like that, but, like... But that's what I... But that suggests that these people don't have, understand. You know, uh, a very predatory approach to recruiting people in the military, um, and so we're going to prey on, like, you know, poor people, get, the, get them in the military, and then put them in these situations where they're just bodies... Uh, to the people making decisions. Um, sorry, Katie. I, no, I mean, I, I... Not as true. Totally, I agree. I mean, it's a little... Yeah, it's not different. It's true. It's predatory here. I think that there are more people in the American military that actively choose to be there that want to be there because they see themselves as a hero. Oh, for sure. And that, well, that's because, because again, we don't have a, we don't have a draft or anything like that. And that's um, also propaganda, like fooling people into joining. But I, my specific point being that, uh, sorry, just like, just similarly, like, you know, when we go and invade Iraq, we were told we would be greeted as liberators. Like that is, that's the line that you tell you're invading mm -hmm. army, right? Like, mm -hmm. this is totally. good. We're doing it for a good reason. And they're going to love that we do this. Um, but do you think, Cody, do you think they could ever do it right? Like, do you think we could, like, yeah, get, I mean, like, absolutely. 100,000 soldiers, train them and do all that stuff, but have them just to have them, not for war, not for invading, not for anything like that. We're just going to have these guys just in case, like, I don't know, aliens hmm. or something like that was ever come. Because the idea would be like, that's, and that's where I, I hear you, I feel you on the fact of like, if I'm at war, my job is to go shoot somebody. Why am I shooting this man whose job is just to shoot me at the same? Neither one of us know each other. We both got families back home. We're both fighting for our country's cause. But what are we really doing this for? To just end up with a war full of dead bodies and unhappy people and families who don't have men or women to go home to. 
Yeah, like, it's just spreading devastation, um, and like you know, materially, physically, and also like spiritually in a way. Um, and I don't know. I I always come back to. Uh, I feel like we've talked about this before, but just uh, we spend hundreds of billions of dollars every single year. Um, on uh, oftentimes weapons we don't even use and weapons we know do not work. Uh, we build shit that doesn't work, but we still spend money on it. And there's just an uh, even like a, a better approach of just like, what if we did that for things that help people? What if we spent all of that money on like medicine um, and like disaster, disaster relief, you know, we have all the, all this technology and equipment, like, well, what if, if there's a disaster, we send our disaster army, like it's a, it's the department of defense. We rarely have ever used it for defensive purposes. It's a language game. We say it's the department of, of defense, but it's an offensive thing. It's, uh, it's to kill people. Um, we're not defending anybody. If it was a department of defense, we would have, uh, actual like defensive measures for like i said like what is what what are we what is uh attacking us the fucking weather <laughs> like you know all these other things that are external that uh we could defend ourselves against but we ignore because uh we need to get that sweet money um yeah uh, but these people is crazy some dude told me yesterday he was like why would i give my money to Americans when they're just gonna spend it on drugs or mm. they they're they're obese. So why would we fix healthcare in America when they're obese? I'd rather spend that money on defense. Oh. My reply is mm. like, well, bro, if you fucking people didn't piss off the world, maybe you wouldn't be so scared that you felt the need to build this big defense thing that just needs so much money. It's like <laughs> stop being shitty to people around the world. And then we wouldn't have to you and your folks wouldn't have to be so scared. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's always it's an expansive thing too. And there's uh even like what I'm suggesting is like there, you know, there's uh, an imperialist element to it where it's like, well, what gives us the right to go and like to other places to do anything, even if it's to help. Um, cause we're always, we always have that view of what we're trying to do anyway. Um, so I don't know, uh, we spent like what, uh, like 10%, 10% of the, uh, money we spent on like medicine and healthcare only, only 10% went to 90%, uh, like in places where 90% of, uh, the, uh, like world's diseases are like treatable. We, it's, we're all out of whack is my point. I think I lost my train of thought. Um, war bad, war bad. We're bad is my point. No, we are. I think. Super bad. Yeah. War is bad. We're bad. Medicine good. Why, well, howdy, cow folk. We all go through a coffee rut every now and then. Who amongst us hasn't hurled their mug full of dull mediocrity across the room in a fit of coffee rage? The mug pops against the wall and all you can do is watch and scream. We have all been there. Why not shake things up and use Trade Coffee instead? Trade sells and delivers a huge variety of the freshest, ethically sourced beans from America's independent roasters. In fact, they have over 400 options for you to choose from. All you have to do is go to their website and take the coffee quiz to be matched with your perfect cup. I took their quiz and it paired me with this Ethiopian blackberry roast that I liked so much that I hurled my mug Right across the room, I sure did. So yeah, I still go through a lot of mugs. Sure, that's fair. That's a fair complaint about me. But for the right reasons now, with Trade's no-hassle subscription, that lets you skip shipments or cancel anytime. All my mugs are now thrown out of glee and satisfaction. Do I still scream when I throw the mugs? Absolutely. So check Trade out. And for our listeners right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash more news. That's right. Drinktrade.com slash more news and take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash more news and start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash more news for $20 off your first three bags. Cowfolk. Hey there, champ. 
You know, using the internet without a good VPN is a lot like going Bigfoot hunting without a crossbow. Sure, the creature is probably peaceful, but what if he isn't? Or maybe you just want to see what Bigfoot meat tastes like. I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. But my point is that whenever you connect to an unencrypted network like in cafes or airports or a cabin in the Pacific Northwest, you are taking a risk without ExpressVPN. What ExpressVPN does is create a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that you can browse the web without that hackers getting your information. Even Bigfoot, famously the best hacker in the world, couldn't get back ExpressVPN's encryption even if he had some kind of Bigfoot supercomputer. That's right. And the really super great part, ExpressVPN works on all of your devices from laptops and smartphones and even your smart TV. It is really easy to use. You just open the app and click one button. That's so simple even a Yeti could use it. Yetis are idiots, not like Bigfoot. Anywho, right now you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free at expressvpn.com slash more news. That's expressvpn.com slash more news expressvpn.com slash more news protect yourself and yourself and other people from hackers and i let this go off the rails and just cut it so i had planned to to talk about multiple topics this this episode but but we really did it with you with ukraine so before we go uh i would like to at least talk about the state of the union which happened this week in the midst of all this. And the State of the Union is always boring, so we're going to skip to uh, the, the most drama. sensational parts. No. Uh, the part that stands out the most here for us, the drama. Which basically, the, in the State of the Union, he made it clear that any uh, administration might push for reallocation of police budget is not going to happen. Um, Biden, quote, we should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. The answer is to fund the police with the resources and training they need to protect our communities. Because they, they don't have, well, they don't have the resources and training they need. Uh, no. They don't have it. They don't have it. So he's not lying. There. They don't have the resources. <laughs> they need more. They, they've been, they've been trying. They've been trying for decades to do their jobs, but they just it's haven't just had enough so resources. so ridiculous. You see. And if they just mm. did, then it would be fine. Are we mm, planning on giving see? them resources other than guns and tanks? That's the question. And training other than mm. shoot people? I mean, uh, yeah, it's All nonsense, ridiculous. Uh, it's very, I mean, it's it's partially funny because uh, there's this very skewed and per I think purposefully uh, uh, misleading view of Biden of like, he's like a puppet of the left and they all, all the Dems want to defund the police. Nobody in office does because they think that it lost and the messaging is bad and the, but like literally if you ex if you explain the concept to to a person it's very it's a very understandable and uh good solution to a lot of problems it's very obvious that we get we have police do things that they shouldn't be doing it's a waste of their time honestly like there's a, a, almost like a way to frame it of like don't you think we ask too much of police Aren't we asking too much of them? Shouldn't they do less uh, than focus on like the things that we want them to do? Right. It's it's the it's the phrase defund the police that everyone's so upset about when it's like, how about we explain what we're talk actually saying? This is kind of my issue in general. <laughs> this is not a surprise to anybody. But with Democrats and how we're handling it also in State of the Union, you know, there's this whole scrolling i'm not going to find the actual part but in reference to inflation you know i've got a plan mm. for inflation well how about you talk about what inflation actually is and what's actually happening we don't explain that we just say like we've got a plan for inflation it's not biden's fault <laughs> like maybe there's certain things that are gambles that exacerbated in the short term but also you're trying to benefit people from the pandemic Take the time to explain it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's He's, um, a, a frustration for me. I think it's a, I mean, it's a big problem for Democrats in general. The lack of um, 
uh, communication skills um, and ability to explain things. I think Biden uh, suffers from it possibly the most. Yeah. Uh, partly, I think, because he doesn't necessarily want to do the things that he was forced to promise to do during the primaries. Like, he's very much like, oh, people like the, the Bernies and the Warrens and stuff. I got to say stuff, too. And so he sort of tried to, uh, you know, calibrate his uh, actual positions with that um, and so he doesn't actually want to do a lot of the things he said, like student loan debt, stuff like that. I he's never not mentioned a public option since before the election, probably. But he's also really bad at saying here is um, the situation and here's why it exists. Um, here's what we can do about it. Here's why what we can do about it is good. And here's how it will help you. Uh, he's a very bad communicator, which. Uh, one could argue is like the most important aspect of leadership, being a good communicator, communicating what's going on, why it's going on, what you're going to do about it, why what you're going to do about it is good, how it, what you're going to do about it will help people uh, who are listening to you. Um, and he's just not able to really do that. He can't be straight to the point because he's almost like 80 years old. Like everything he's known and everything he's done has led up to this moment. So he's not going to be <laughs> any different or off the cuff other than the way he's been the whole entire time. Right. And I mean, for us, it's like, it's all talking. It's always been all yes. talk. Yeah. Like, regardless yeah. of who's in office, it doesn't make me feel any different because at the end of the day, it's not like we needed this stuff just today. We needed this stuff five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 mm -hmm. years ago. So this guy doesn't make a difference for me. I mean, but it does. It feels good when somebody says all these things, but it doesn't change anything in the back of my head. Right, because, you know? yeah, because it's not, uh, it's there for rhetoric's sake. It's there to talk. It's not there to actually do anything about it and if he did actually mean it or say something about it it would require i feel like we've talked about this before too uh so much it's biden's such a unique uh unique young man for this position uh <laughs> because so many of the things that we talk about now um and the problems that we're facing he had such a, a very clear hand in creating um, and in order to actually address those issues and actually do something about them, he has to admit that he was wrong and that what he did before was actually bad. Don't talk about accountability. America hates that. Uh, right. And like 80 year old white man, I don't think you're going to apologize or admit you're wrong about something, especially something no. um, as far reaching and drastic and, uh, you know, life changing to so many people as as these things. No, mm. not when he's trying to be the oldest president <laughs> or candidate <laughs> ever i think accountability like you say it goes a long way because i mean like even with the inflation thing like everybody wants to talk about inflation but it's really because they don't pay us a fuck enough forever like there's no reason that there's a minimum wage of seven dollars in any state in america but nevertheless you can still find that and i don't care if it only costs three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars for a one-bedroom apartment in that town or city that town or city still lacks so many other things that other towns and whatnot have so at the end of the day everybody deserves a certain amount but hey we yeah. can't even acknowledge that we haven't been getting that to you Absolutely. know actually make any leeway in getting more money right and such a inflation. Um, like, even then like being able to go up Every day you're the president. You can do. You can talk every day if you want. <laughs> you're the mm -hmm. the last guy did it every fucking minute of every single day. Um, and just something simple like, did you know that we have a minimum wage for a reason, and it's this reason? Did you know that we raise the minimum wage regularly for decades because of how the economy works? Now we need to do that, and then we stop doing that, mm -hmm. and so we need to do it again. Like just very simple explaining why something stopped or why we did it originally, why we need to do it again, why we need to do it more than we would have if we kept mm -hmm. doing it. Um, if we mm -hmm. kept raising right. the minimum wage, we would it would be like 20 or $25 an hour or something like that. We stopped. Man. And so now we're like, we got to do it 15. It's like, well, 15 is actually like not enough now. It's not enough. Um, it's not. So yeah, it's just a, it's we a whole that mess. Also, 90s. you know who doesn't need more funding? Uh, like for example, um, in Minnesota, law enforcement agencies have been carrying out a secretive, long-running surveillance program tar targeting civil rights activists and journalists in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd in May 2020. Uh, happens all the time. Tale as old as time. There it um, is. Look up yes. all the people from Ferguson who um, have wound up dead or um, that situation there. It's just um, maybe they don't actually need more resources and money because how they use it isn't good. It's not a problem with the amount of resources they have. It's what they do. Before we have to wrap up, I think 
we don't need to acknowledge the heckling because fuck them. That's embarrassing. Um, I so hot take. Sorry, a that picture is very funny. Uh, you can tell they're smiling because they know that they're doing a meme. They know that they're getting attention for it, and they know, oh god, isn't this funny? We're having a fun yeah. time, and yeah. So there's that. <laughs> there also the hot take part. I don't know it. <laughs> Who doesn't want to yell at the president? <laughs> like, I'm not going to say it's cool that they did it or that they're good or cool. But don't you want to yell at the president? Any president will do. I don't know. Not um, right before he's about to talk about his dead son. Was that when he was? Th- they were doing it? What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> I just thought they were heckling yeah. him. Yeah. He was about he was talking about the burn pits and then they started like screaming like the 13 service members they're your fault or whatever and then he started he started going in yeah. to my so they would have done it. Anyway. It's not like but Also what about the about like the many service then, members who like died of covid? <laughs> um which happened. Um I I didn't realize it was that was the timing of it. They would have done yeah. it anyway. So okay, a- adjustment to my hot take. Yell at the president, it's fine. Uh Maybe not when he's talking about his dead son. That's reasonable. Maybe not then. But also, um, they're, they don't care. Maybe not then. You can tell in the photo. They don't actually care about the things they're yelling about. They're smiling. They're having a fun time. They're like, ooh, we're going to do a meme right now. No. Yeah. Um, it's just like there's such a – there's such like – They pregame Meme lords. They just, they just want to do the thing that will get people – uh, riled up or talking about them specifically or sharing that photo and you can see in, in their faces like you j- you don't care. The things you're yelling could be anything. You're just smiling about mm-hmm. it. Whatever. And finally before just have got to call out Ben Shapiro's contribution to the dialogue which was comparing his speech to Kurt Cobain killing himself. Do you want to hear this uh, clip at all? Mm. No, okay. we don't need to. No. Um, or well, yeah. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> that's a good, Quincy raises a great fucking point. Don't want to hear it. I guess. I mean, this is a good point. Such a good point, Quincy. At the end of the day, anybody that tells me to my face that any president, after a certain period of time in American history, is worse than any president before the 1900s, fuck you, because you just know. Mm. Can nobody today be not can be worse than anybody who backed slavery, owned a slave, or anything like that? Like we have lists of the people. You can't sit there and tell me that well, this guy, go. Biden, Joe That's Biden, true. who's been president for like a year or two years now, is worse than any of those guys. We can't. Like you don't deserve dialogue or anything. He's a ridiculous Fair. person. Can I can I say what about a president? Who had he been alive back then? Absolutely would have owned slaves, which would have been a lot of them. But yes, I, you're right. You're right. Oh <laughs> my God! Yes, I mean, but all of them, right? Bush, let's not pretend fucking, Biden wouldn't also. Like Biden, slaves. Biden would own some slaves like, too. Like, like, let's be let's be clear. A hundred thousand percent would have. Like Hillary Clinton, like technically had. I know. Like, prison As I was saying it, I'm like, I'm, her, I'm not. Like, yes. I'm not no, excluding Joe Biden, but. <laughs> We would have had very, very few presidents. Yeah, who, I think maybe who, there's who like one president who might not have. Yes. <laughs> I mean, a, Obama probably one. the one. So we, I guess we don't have to listen to it. It's just like, because we don't want to subject our listeners to his, uh, the dulcet tones of Ben Shapiro. Disgusting. But like the idea, it's so, f- he's so mad all the time about like whatever he just makes up and it's really funny i think it's funny that he uh is saying that joe biden is the kurt cobain of politics he put a shotgun in the mouth <laughs> which of the is Amer- actually sounds i know but the like first part of that sentence sounds like a compliment oh yeah it sounds like yeah but... he revolutionized like oh yeah he like really inspired a lot of people and like changed music <laughs> for a period of time uh so like okay ben he like, was so influenced <laughs> by the meat yeah, puppets like not, yeah not off to a great start analogy wise um, but, uh, so his, his actual analogy is, so Joe Biden is a Kirk of politics. He put a shotgun in the mouth of the American body politic and then pulled the trigger and the brains are on the wall. First of all, um, if you really want to get the analogy right, maybe say Joe Biden is the Courtney Love of politics and Kurt Cobain <laughs> is the America of politics. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that out yeah, there. there you go. Um, also, I, and this Much is better. a thought I had too, and Jonathan, you're pointing it out here too, is he's like... <laughs> He loves saying body politic. 
he like can't get enough of it. He just loves it. He's like he's like he's in AP. He's like it's like he's in AP history, and he's like yes, the body, body politic, and it's like just say like American politics or whatever. Like it's he's just, writing his uh, essay. It's just this like little Harvard uh, boy just being like in the body politic. Yeah, I think it's really funny. He tries to write as if he's like an angry uh, yeah. essayist. And he's like, well, uh, this is a bildungsroman. He's going to use just like the vocabulary. He talks words. like he thinks he's writing the Federalist Papers. Like that's how he wants to be talking. He wants to be like writing like foundational documents about, about politics and stuff. And uh, it's just always funny when he does. But also, and this is just a throwaway thought. Uh, he's saying that like, yeah, Biden is like having the worst first 14 months of any president. And I would argue that William Henry Harrison had the worst first 14 months of any president. Nuh-uh. Because <laughs> um, he only got one. Oh, okay. Um, that's much worse. His first month was oh, okay. It was okay. Yeah, that's probably um, he true. He was very sick. His first month was okay. The next 13 kind of sucked. Yeah, but arguably, maybe that's argue the best. That it's maybe the best. that's You're the right, best. Because, yeah, he was sick for a month and then he fucking died. <laughs> maybe so that's all, better maybe than. Maybe all presidents should experience that. Do- bullet <laughs> dodged in many ways. Um, this feels like a good place to wrap up the show. Delight though it's been. Kurt Cobain of politics. Name okay, a single no. Nirvana song, man. I swear to God. Name a song by a band. I just I can't can't with this fucking guy. Sorry, Katie. It's been no. I mean, all of these points are well taken. Rusted roots. Send send me on and, my way. <laughs> It absolutely would be a Rusted Root song. Uh, That's really funny. Awesome. I mean, look, I agree with you guys completely. What can I? I don't know, but um, I also want to go eat some food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Not talk about news for a minute. Be fucked up if Shapiro was like a really big like guided by voices fan or like really the pavement or something. Like, wait, what? He's he's like a big Bell and Sebastian head. Mm. Is my guess. (laughs) Um. That could, we could do a whole episode on what the funniest music, like yeah, that it would, like what's the funniest band for Ben Shapiro to and be a the, fan? Uh, and honestly, Lewis. the answer is any band. Dave know. Matthews yeah. Band, Fish. I don't know. <laughs> Quincy, you have been a wonderful guest. You are welcome back any time. And thank you. Can't please wait. do because we are always well, looking not any time. We've got to have other um, guests at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and maybe not next week. You sure? That's already you taken sure? care of. Got, like, yeah, soon. Exactly. Got guess. But, um, but you know. all right, all right. And in the meantime, tell our listeners where they can find you online, plug any other projects you got, whatever you want. This is your time. Uh, I guess I can do a little plug. You can find me at Quincy Richard. That's my first name and my middle name, at Quincy Richard. And then if you listen to podcasts besides this one, because I know this one's your favorite, check out um, Shelby's <laughs> What Did I Miss? And also check out the Joe Trippy show. You you guys might like that one because it's a lot of like politics, a lot of like left stuff, a lot of real newsy. Mm, but I they got politics. a lot of good things to say. Oh, uh, you do? You sure? But it's not you a sure? news podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's no, be clear. It's not another news, news podcast because this no. is exactly right. it's the only one and the only one. The... But um, but it's similar <laughs> in that yeah, they talk similar. about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They just like yeah, they play, they play <laughs> clips of this. The only news podcast. Exactly. Yeah. And then Constantly. we talk about this. Yeah. Um, that's the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you like you like Very you like, put on like a news podcast and you're like, why is this just clips of even more news? Well, the answer is because it's the only <laughs> podcast. So Right. Boom. All right, guys. We will be back next week. Uh do not forget that we love you very much. Much. 